What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. We are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and this is Nerd Thug Sports. Woo! Yeah. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. All right, okay. All right, well, that settled that, then. Right, yeah. I really don't do a lot nowadays. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm, uh, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I don't do too much, either. I did do my Geeks Who... Geeks who drink training. The other Ooh, day. training. I'm now. Uh, I'm actually not even now yet a certified. You may soon be. I think I have to do another training. I think. I think there's two. I think you do two trainings. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're almost a geek who drinks. I'm almost a certified geek who drinks. Oh, certified. You're already a geek who drinks. I was probably a geek who drank too much. So now standard. <laughs> now I'll just be a certified standard drinking geek. Uh, yeah. So it's been a little. It's been a crazy week in sports. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Uh, right now we're in the middle of the NBA finals. We can talk about that a little bit. Um, one thing I do want to talk about first is uh striking it rich. That's gonna be the theme of this this first segment here. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, if you were a boxing fan and you bet on the fat Mexican guy. You were a twenty-five to one in some sports books, underdog, and he won. He knocked down uh, Joshua in the heavyweight division three times. Three times TKO in TKO. one one round. Well, that's how you get a TKO. If you fall down three times in one round, it's an automatic TKO. Yeah, the ref's like, okay, that's it. Don't get brain damage. We're we're done. Um, but he was a massive underdog. Also, he came in grossly out of shape. He well, this the, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about like fighting. It's like aesthetic muscle, while it looks nice, isn't always the best in fighting because you're when you have a gut, your center of mass is actually easier to move. I don't know if you know the story of uh, Jim Butterbean. He's a big dude. Dude's an actual. He actually looks like a butterbean, but <laughs> he hits like an absolute truck. <laughs> Well, I think there's a difference, right? So it's still, it's still, it's a lot of training and technique. Well, but but I think there's a difference between like aesthetic muscle and just someone who's actually in shape. Well, Butterbean wasn't in shape, but he knew how to fight. And but he, he had power. So what they what they call that in sports is country strong. Country strong. When some when someone just kind of he doesn't look like much, but he's just got that that power behind the swing. No, I mean like this dude was like, he looks like a bean. Like he's actually like, like just a round ball. A round person. Okay. <laughs> um. To me, overall, it's kind of interesting most that this guy... Okay, so they just had the uh, Fury-Wilder fight a few months back. And Fury was a guy who had lost... He used to be a professional boxer. He got into drugs, got his life messed up. Gained about 150 extra pounds, so he was fat. Then when he lost that weight... When he came into the Fury Wilder fight, literally for the last six months, he'd been sober putting his life back together to get back into boxing. Mm-hmm. And so he looked like a guy who used to be in shape but wasn't in shape. But he didn't look – he'd lost most of the weight at that point. But he, right. did, but he didn't look athletic at all. Uh, and he, he and Wilder went the distance. Uh, they wound up calling it a draw. Um, I, also, draws make me so angry. Like yeah, just pick a winner. I don't understand. Well, that's the thing. Like boxing is so corrupt. I would rather see a draw than than pick a winner. That's fair. My issue is though, when it's just two people literally punching each other, we have a way to figure out who wins, and it's when one of them doesn't want to punch anymore. 
Right. Like, let's just... They used to just let boxing matches continue on. Which I understand, health risks, brain damage. Like, well, I understand why. But we're so protective now of the athlete. I think we could go back to the rule of not ending a fight until there's a winner. Right. I think we could go back to that part of it. Um, but the the other part, you know, protecting the brains and the TKOs and all that, we... We can still use those, and if the corner wants to throw in a towel, that's fine. But if we get to the 12th round and both dudes are still standing, I don't want to hear what three judges think how it's scored because then there's always that conversation later. Right, of like, oh, but he, uh, he won by decision. Also, I don't know how an individual judge can score to draw. Right. that that is Because that's what happened with the Fury-Wilder fight. But uh, that one ended in a draw, and then this one, uh, Ruiz just he wasn't he just was unimpressive unimpressive looking okay uh, also early in the fight uh, Joshua knocks him down uh, with a really mean solid uppercut but after that I mean he just lays the hurt on him he, he, his hands were very quick I was watching the replay of the round of, uh, where Joshua gets knocked down and he his hands are very f- Ruiz has really fast hands. So when he starts in on a combo and he actually gets somewhere with it and he's actually landing punches, all of a sudden just a bunch more punches come up behind it. Right, yeah. It's the it's the technique. It's all about the technique. Well, I think he, uh, he's probably, I'm going to say this in a weird way, he's probably a true boxer, right? Like somebody who like knows how to like has that understanding of, oh, I'm landing right now, let me throw more into it, let me right, throw more yeah. on it. Uh, and so that was that was a rather impressive showing from him. Also, I, it was kind of interesting just that everyone on the planet bet against him. Right. And so he made a lot of people rich because how that works is when you're when you're you know twenty five to one stuff like that. Basically, for every dollar you bet, you win twenty five dollars. When you're the other way, when you're one to three fifty, which is what uh, Joshua was, that means to win. To win a hundred dollars, you have to bet three hundred and fifty dollars. So that's how very confident they were that Joshua was going to win. Wow. Okay. And, and he did not. Right. So if you took that one hundred dollars, <laughs> right. If you bet a hundred dollars on Ruiz, you made twenty five hundred bucks. Nice. And not all the books were twenty. Not all the books were twenty five to one. That was one of them. I think I saw somewhere he was thirteen to one and twelve to one and. Yeah, you're you're not always gonna make the the stack, but yeah, somebody had it, and if you bet against them or if you bet for them, yeah, you pretty much made it. I, I still remember one time. This was a couple years back. Now there was a UFC card where every single uh, underdog hit, uh, and so that meant if you parlayed it, <laughs> is it correct? If someone had parlayed it, they would have they would have been the long odd on all the parlays. So you're talking about like a huge one. And apparently there were several people who did. Wow. <laughs> um, and Vegas, like Vegas, lost its shirts on that on that on that card because every underdog hit. So one guy was like, "Bet fifty bucks, parlay every underdog," and just then taking like, all the unders, and then he just beep 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 beep, <laughs> just goes all the way straight through yeah, the ticket. As you're watching that card, you're just like, "Oh my god, oh my god." Oh my god! This is why the sports betting world is so strange. Well, it's so interesting to me that just the the way they they the way they just do stuff where 
like so I used to know used to uh, I'm not gonna say friends with because he probably wasn't my friend but I knew a guy who was like a low level bookie and he when 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 bets would be too out of whack like too many people were betting for one side he would lay a bet against that with a bigger bookie so that to cover basically right just so he's not exposed uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought that was. I thought that was. It's almost just keeping himself safe. Basically. Yeah. Basically, like you. Yeah, and like you stay in the middle of everything. Basically, it was kind of interesting to watch the whole process because sometimes we would talk about it. Also, Lakers and Cowboys were his big. Oh yeah, because those are those are two like everyone oh. always bets on them and they don't normally cover. Right. Apparently, or at least at that time. Um. They're not going to lose. Right. Loses for the 50th time. Right, exactly. All right, I see you. Uh, also in the category of getting rich, uh, one of the pitchers for the Cleveland Indians. All right. A 31-year-old by the name of Carrasco. Okay. In December, he signed a four-year, $47 million contract. Sounds pretty good. It's a good day, right? Right. Uh, I would like to make $10 million in a year. Man, more than that, even. Um, he is now... Sitting down, possibly f- forever. Why? Uh, with a blood disease. Oh, oh no! So more than likely, something like that's not fatal, but uh. he can't play sports anymore. Uh, well, aren't baseball contracts guaranteed to a degree? Uh, yeah, especially for injury. Oh yeah, there you go. So he's getting all of this. Ooh. He's getting every dollar of this forty-seven. Oh boy, that always feels like it's a, it's like simultaneously like oh man that really sucks and also like that's super fantastic because that means you don't have to put your body through all of that and you what? can just recover it and then you, you have forty-seven million dollars. It means you can literally just be home with your family and get forty-seven million dollars. That's right? the best deal I would know. I mean, I don't want to get a disease. But $47 million sounds pretty good. Would you get a disease for $47 million? Yeah. If yeah, it doesn't I, kill me. I think so, too, right? Right. Like, as long as it's something... Right, that they, if I have access to health care... And, and it's something it's, they can treat. Right. Like, no, I'm fine, yeah. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Is it traumatic? Yeah, probably, but that $47 million... $47 million. Soften the blow severely. <laughs> Correct. Because you know what I'm doing? I'm taking one of those Make-A-Wish trips to Disney World. Right. <laughs> I don't think they give those to people who make $47 million. I mean, I'm not going to write down my income on the request sheet. That's fair. That's fair. Also, my other wish is for another $47 million. <laughs> so if they can't honor the first one. They're like, here's $47 million. Right. Listen, we couldn't get you into Disney World. They said it's only for kids. So here's a check. Here's a check for $47 million. I don't know if that's the rules, but I feel like that's how that works. Right. I feel like that's how that works. Man, only kids get the bonuses. <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, w- I I can't think of a. Wouldn't you get a disease for? Fo- I mean, not intentionally. Like I'm not saying like go go contract a disease, but okay. But wait, what if it was like it's a it's a it's an and or it's an and proposition. You can have forty seven million dollars and a disease or nothing. Oh no, I take the disease. Okay. All I right. take I take the disease under stipulation of I won't die from it and it's treatable. Well, if you're if you have forty seven million, it's the rule of Magic Johnson, right? He right. Had, he had literally one of the most untreatable and fatal diseases on the planet, but he was also Magic Johnson, and he's still alive. 
Yeah, also, I believe he is magic. I also uh, I believe I've read that he no longer tests positive for HIV. What? Yeah, he literally is magic. He's so everything is so suppressed now that he is one hundred. Like, if he took a blood test today, he, he wouldn't show HIV. I'm I'm impressed. And with that, we have to wrap up for the segment. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out of here. uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That is me. Uh, Nico, why don't you tell our friends about our friend, Cox ATA. Cox ATA. They got two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They got all kinds of classes. Taekwondo classes. They got self-defense, Tai Chi, various courses for the kids. Summer is now here. Uh, they're going to be running around the house. You get them a place where they can spend all their energy Get all the discipline. Get all your training there. If you want to start your, uh, uh, get your head start, we got two free weeks of training. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. You get two entire free weeks of training, so you can get a head start. Get you get yourself into your routines, and just get at it. That's Cox ATA. They teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave a legacy. Uh, okay, so. Tonight is Game Three of the NBA Finals. Yes. Uh, the series is tied one-one. One and one as of this recording. Toronto, Toronto. That's true. By tomorrow, we'll know. We'll, we'll know. No, no, you'll know the answer. That's true. Uh, Toronto. We're speaking you from the past. Well, I'm always speaking from the past. By the time you hear it, time has traveled. That is actually cool. I never thought about that. That's right. My voice time travels. Um. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're we're having this conversation pre-game three. Um, in Toronto, game one, the Raptors actually won it. It was the first time they led an NBA series ever. All playoffs. They've been behind all playoffs. All right. Or tied. What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, I think with with Clay Thompson may not he's questionable as of right now. We don't yeah. know if he's playing or not. It, the the story that's coming out right now is that he is demanding to play. However, that may not the happen. The team is like, well, if we sit him, we'll be okay. Right. Um. So with Durant and him both out, in theory, that's finger quotes massively because I don't know. Okay. Um. I think with both of them out, I think the Raptors have a serious chance. Uh, they were ahead in game two. They uh, were. They were at half. They were up, I believe, 12, if I recall correctly. 12. And uh, they brought it back relatively close, but uh, you're Gold- right. Golden State. It was uh, what? They were down three? 
Yeah, they were down, what, three or, or six at the end of the game? Because they scored one last three They points. were down three points with, like, ten seconds, and then Golden State made an, another three. And that, right, yeah, that's pretty that's much. That's what put it away, yeah. So, that's really, like, that's that really was what. So, they only lost by six. And for in the third quarter, I don't know what happened. They just, they were they didn't score for five minutes. And I think that if they had scored even four or five times in those five minutes of basketball, somehow you're looking at an even score, if not them winning. Well, I mean, if you, you like, I, I, if you like, remember though, the Rockets famously against this Warriors team in a game seven did l- miss twenty six three pointers in a row. Um. There's just something about playing this team where you feel the pressure to no, score. Right. You feel like if you don't go down and get baskets, you're going to look up and be down by a lot. Yeah, well, because it's ha- it happens. It's exactly what happens, right. Right, they didn't score for five whole minutes of basketball. And that, and that was basically the ball game. Right. And I, and I think that that's what happens, though, is if you if you're not... If you're not able to score, not every possession, but most possessions. Right. If you go two or three possessions in a row without scoring, you feel the pressure. Right. Unless unless they're not scoring two. Which almost, but that almost never happens. I don't know. It happened quite a bit in uh, in that game too, where they would they would get the they would it was it, there was there was a solid bit where they would just go back and forth without scoring. So let me let me say this though. Let me let me let me throw this at your at your at your theory. Um, your role players and your bench players typically play better at home. When you go on the road, they typically play a few percentage points worse. Right. Home so, court advantage is a real thing. Well, it, it's a comfort and it's a mental thing for sure in basketball, for sure. Um, that being said, does that make a difference to how you feel about game three being at game three and four in Golden State? Mm, I think it'll definitely be an uphill battle, but I don't think it's impossible. They've okay. already they've already put away this game one, and their game two, they fought tooth and nail for it. But that's kind of my point, right? Like, they fought tooth and nail in game two, but that was at home in Toronto, and it was all they could do to stay even with Golden State. Yeah, but they already won the first game. True, true. And that was with, uh, and that was with Clay Thompson. So if Clay Thompson doesn't play, you don't think the Warriors have enough firepower? I don't think so. They they are with, losing a with, lot of bodies. They really right, are. Uh, with, Looney is out now with the fracture. He was a minutes. He was one of their big guys. He was a minutes guy. Uh, Demarcus Cousins is playing with. I don't understand this quad injury. Initially, they were calling it a tear in the quad. He got it in the very beginning of the playoffs, and then they said it won't require surgery. And then out of the blue, they're like, he can play in the finals. Um, so I guess it's healed enough that he can play. It may have been a minor tear. Um, it, I mean, it might have. It's just kind of an odd thing. to you Typically when someone's like, yeah, these guys are done. Yeah. They typically stay done. Mm-hmm. Although it makes me think about. Uh, I'm sure they're not going to use him a lot, though. The Spurs were going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Serge Ibaka had like a knee to the thigh after game one or game two. Mm-hmm. And they turned around and said that he is done for the whole series. 
Ooh. And then he played the next game, and there was a little bit of a kerfluffle. Like, San Antonio was a little bit like, uh, what's going on here? And it turns out like so his thigh had swelled up in the after the first after the game where he hits where he gets hit in the knee, and so the you know the trainers were like oh you probably can't go. Uh, the next day, uh, the swelling had gone down so much in overnight one day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was probably like they're probably like yeah maybe probably not. But then he came. They're like eh he'll probably be okay. If if at most if they're really worried about him he'll just have less minutes most likely. Right, DeMarcus Cousins is only playing, was only supposed to be playing 19, 20 minutes a game. But with Looney out, he may have to play more, despite the injury. Yeah, I got to think they're going to play him. I mean, I'm trying to think now. I mean, they got Bogut. They don't have a ton of bigs on that roster. So, yeah, it's pretty likely that he's going to play a lot. Especially with which Durant which, and with Thompson out. Which could mean another injury. Or it could mean... So the biggest problem with him on the floor is that he wasn't great at rotating because of this, still he's just slower right now dealing with the squat injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... He's not at peak right now. This correct. Isn't, this isn't the best Cousins. <laughs> this isn't the best version of DeMarcus Cousins. But what that does mean is if Toronto is willing to make those extra passes, they should be able to find open shooters while DeMarcus Cousins is on the floor. I, I wonder if so remember when we were talking about this originally um my my theory on whether or not Golden State makes it to the finals was that teams don't typically go to five finals in a row right it's just an impossible it's just physically daunting so that was my feeling on that that they weren't going to make it um they clearly have so my other feeling was they won't necessarily win because of, for the same reason. Um, so now that we're here at this point, I don't know. I don't think the injuries are starting to, to creep up, and this is the kind of stuff that you expect. They've played so much extra basketball in such a compressed amount of time. Right, if, yeah, because even if you think about going to the finals every year. Exactly. It's that's essentially an extra, that's extra that's tons of extra basketball you play per year. Yeah, it's a basically a month and a half of extra basketball. So by the time you get to your third or fourth finals in a row, you've played an extra season. Right. Uh someone did the math and something uh Tom Brady with all of his playoff appearances has played something like an extra 3 seasons of football. Right than everyone else. Right. But he's okay because he's a quarterback, but basketball is so much more of a physical sport. Well, I just mean overall, just your minutes, just the time. Right, yeah. Less time for recovery, more exactly. time for training. Less off-season. Less, yeah, less off-season. So every every year you're getting less off-season. You're playing harder, most competitive basketball later in the year. Longer you're playing competitive basketball. Then you got to go do your contract stuff and get all that stuff ready, and then you're spending time with your family. Then you're going to come back and get back in shape and then play more basketball. Uh, I just feel like it is starting to take a, a, a wear on Golden State. But if there's one team I just don't believe in, it's Toronto. <laughs> it's Toronto. They just, they've been that team that has the mental gaps every year, right? Right. So, I'm not, I just don't know. You I don't, just don't have faith in Toronto? Yeah, I just don't believe don't have, that don't they can beat the Golden State. No, I don't think Toronto can beat Golden State. I just don't. They might, and I think it would be. I think it makes sense that they could. I just don't think that they will. That's fair. 
just because of the... I'll agree to disagree. We'll make it official right now. I'm betting on the Toronto Raptors, the LeBrontos. Okay, if if the loser has to shave their head. No. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse. Won't even put the hair on the line. What are you, Samson? Yes. All right, we're going to jump out of here to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their units serviced or try to save money getting their units serviced, one option to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367, Ferruja Mechanical, 281-259-3367. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is Little Brother Nico. That is me. And you are listening to Nerd Thug Sports on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, make sure to check out the webpage, www.nerdthugradio.com, or go to facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Um... Yeah, what what's up, buddy? Uh, not much. Okay, just me not uh, willing to commit on this bet that I made. Yeah, I, I just want to shave your head, really. That's, That's really all it boils down to, right? Uh, all right. Before we get into it, before we get back into the nerd thug sports, let me give you guys a little bit of information about our friends. The adventure begins. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more is on fourteen eighty eight, and they got a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, it's comic books, games, and more. Make sure to get a pull box, get set up. You're running out of time, like you. We've talked about this know, for a long I time. I, I don't know. I don't want to give away the date because in the beginning he was like, "Don't tell people when." I, I I probably could now, and he wouldn't say anything. But I don't want to. I, I don't want to spoil it. But you're running out of time. I want people to go get their box there with these guys. They're great. They they need the they they don't need it, but you, everyone should want to go there and spend their money because they're awesome people. Um, Saturday, June eighth, uh, is their Magic the Gathering Modern Horizons pre-release draft event. From 6 to 10 p.m., we'll be hosting a booster draft for the $30 entry fee. There are 16 seats available. Uh, actually, that's a lie. He sent me an update for that. There are now only 13 seats available, and it's first come, first serve. So when you pay your $30, you're locked in. So if you want to go by there today, pay your 30 bucks, get locked in, and then you show can, back up. Yeah, show back up Saturday on the 8th, and you're in for the tournament. They also have... They're down to three of the buy a box pre-release promos. Only three. They're down to three, so they're running out. Like uh, my understanding of the buy a box promos, is you don't get to order more of those. No. Um, Usually, know how that works. Sunday, June 9th, is their monthly cosplay crafting hangout session between four and eight p.m. Work on your cosplay costume or props while sharing conversation with like-minded enthusiasts. Basically, you and a bunch of other cosplayers are hanging out, and you're making kinda, stuff. And you're making stuff. 
Um, some tips on how to make stuff. So you have some questions. ESPN keeps airing the clip of Adam Schefter chugging stuff, and it's awful every time. Yeah, because he just, doesn't know how to drink water or uh, anything. Well, then it's chocolate. Like it's beer, then it's chocolate milk, and then it's it, it, then it's water. Like he can't do any of it. Uh, and then also Monday, June tenth, from six to seven p.m. It's the new Warhammer 40k Escalation League. I kind of explained this before. There's a $25 one-time membership fee, and then you get 10% off as you go from there. So everything you do after that is cheaper. Cheaper. So what they do is they escalate the value of the armies over time, and you get to buy new stuff every every uh, every event. And but you, with your 10% discount, eventually you've earned back that $25. Right. In savings. In the savings. So get out on out there to The Adventure Begins uh, right there at 1488 and Old Conroe Road. Uh, everyone's really awesome there. Say hi to Chaz. Uh, they got they could do events and birthday parties and all kinds of stuff. So get out there and come hang out. We're going to try and start getting out there. I think we're in talks about Fridays is what we're in talks for. Uh, we haven't locked anything down yet, though. Anyway, that's The Adventure Begins on 1488. Okay. All right. All right, Nico. Okay. Nico. I'm here. Okay. All right. So there's three, there's four real big free agents coming up in the NBA. Three of them are in this NBA Finals. Ooh. Clay Thompson. All right. Kevin Durant. Okay. Kawhi Leonard. All right. Um, First question. Do you think... Who wins determines who's staying or going. Uh, yes. Elaborate. Um, I think because uh, I think that Golden State doesn't need another championship after this. Uh, I'm pretty sure they want to rebuild their team for later. I think keeping Clay and Durant would be cost inefficient for them. So you potentially see them, uh, I mean, what are you suggesting, punting? Not necessarily, but definitely offering that as an option. Like them being like... So, okay, here's how here's how it would look. So essentially what's happened with this team is when they added Kevin Durant, they lost all of the depth that made them super dangerous. Because at one point, this team was like 10 guys deep. Right. Uh, when they got Kevin Durant, they had to give up the back, like, four people. So now the rotation, before this year when they got DeMarcus Cousins, the rotation was essentially Seth, Clay, uh, I'm sorry, Steph. Steph, Clay, uh, Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and uh, Seth Livingston. And that was basically the team. And then they would get a big guy. Like Andrew Bogut, uh, JaVel McGee did it two years ago. And so then when they got brought in DeMarcus Cousins, they were like, listen, when DeMarcus Cousins is done rehabbing his Achilles, he'll be our starting center, and then we'll have a, a solid eight-man rotation. Right. Um, you're saying if they let Kevin Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson go. They're going to have way more room to play with in terms of finances, in terms of being able to build a team. Because at that point, you can either get picks or you can get people. Okay, okay, all right. Um, and, I, and I don't think that this... So, so what do you think... How do you think winning or losing plays into that? Um, I think that once they've won, this is going to be their, their... This is already their fifth finals appearance. 
Fourth win if they win. Fourth win if they win. I don't like unless they really want like we want five rings. Well, I mean, every team wants to just like so in the NBA, you're either on the verge of winning one or you're not. So as long as they're here, I could I could see them committing to staying here. I I just don't think it's a it's a I think that they have a better future plan because I mean they're already it's I mean it's been five years. Okay. It's been five years of this team. So you think they're ready to blow this team up? Uh not necessarily like chomping at the bit, but I think they're I think that if they win, I think they're more ready than if they weren't if they lost. Okay. I think if they lose, they're gonna be like, Well, we can do it again next year. So you think if they lose they try and bring it all back, but if they win they don't. Right. That's my that's my theory oh. What about Toronto? Um honestly I I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's I think it's the opposite. I think if I think if they win, they're gonna be like, all right, we're we're locking in at this. And if they lose, they're like, we we built our team for LeBron anyways, and he didn't even show up. <laughs> yeah, that was so <laughs> dumb. I, that's so right now in the news, everyone's talking about like Del More is considering any sort of trade or any everything is on the table. Like he's willing to take offers for anybody. In the on the Rockets roster, um, like a lot of times when you call an NBA general manager, they'll be like, "Yeah, there's nothing you could offer me that would make me trade so and so." Daryl Morey is not saying that. He's he's saying, "Listen, there's a possibility I'll trade James Harden, but you've got to make it a, a, worth James Harden." Yeah, but if you if you offer me a James Harden worthy trade, I will take it. Um, and so to me, if I were him. I would just pump the brakes until post this finals. Like, I want to see, if I'm Daryl Morey, I want to know what Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant do before I make my move. Right. Because, like, if one of them goes to the Lakers, or one of, if one of them goes to the Clippers, and one of them goes to, like, the Nets or something in the Eastern Conference, well, okay, the Warriors got worse. We're now the number one team in the West. We take it. Yeah. I mean... You got to play it out still, but yeah, I would I would run my team. I would run that. I would run my team back at that point. Now, if Golden State keeps both those guys and so, or somehow trades or does something and, and they're even better than before, like let's say they turn Clay Thompson into Kyrie Irving and a rookie or something, then all of a sudden, yeah, I, I probably I probably then start really investigating the idea of blowing the team up. Um. So you think Kawhi Leonard stays? I think Kawhi Leonard stays, especially if they win. If they okay, I think no matter what, Kawhi Leonard goes. I'm going to tell you a, a little uh, story that came out. Give me, uh, give me the, give me the facts. This, this is the T right here. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was interesting a little bit. Um. The, I guess it was like his niece or something was at the game one where they won. And she's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. She's pumped and she's excited. And apparently his uncle, who was his manager last year. All right. Is in the background going, well, they better enjoy it this year. Uh, Cause he's gone as soon as he can be blah, 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 blah. So he's not like it. Um, I think they just want. I think he just wants to be a free agent and and experience that 
and and be courted by teams and go places and find because that makes you feel good. Well, well, that this will be the first time as a player he gets a hundred percent freedom of choices to where he plays. That's fair. That's one thing that they don't really talk about in the in in any sport is that it takes a minute for these guys to get to the point where they're literally you have an opportunity to go anywhere you want. And so then you get to pick your team and your financial situation. Like and, and players don't get that option very a lot of them never get it, you know? A lot of them are, are just good enough to make rosters and they got to go where they got to go. Um the sad truth Right. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. And so for these guys, guys like Kawhi Leonard, the opportunity that arises, I could go anywhere I want. Well, it just just to meet with all the teams and to have the options in front of you, right? So you're drafted by San Antonio. You're play- Actually, he was drafted by, I believe, Indiana, and, they, and it was a draft day trade that sent him to San Antonio. And... Uh... So then he's in. The, so then he's a spur this whole time, and he never has any decisions or control over his situation. And don't get me wrong; if there's ever a franchise I want to be drafted by to develop, it's San Antonio, uh, because they do they teach you what they want you to learn, uh, and they do that with their veterans too. But especially with their rookies, they're going to show you exactly what you need to know. Um, and so the important thing is that. The opportunity to to choose hasn't been there for him, and I think that's something for him to to get to indulge in now. Um, we didn't even really even get to him, but Kyrie Irving is probably not going to be a Celtic anymore. He's the fourth guy on the list there. Oh, okay. Um, I I think Clay Thompson stays. I think the other three go. You think so? Yeah, I do. I I think all three go. Uh, all right, we're going to jump out of here. When we come back, we got one more segment of the greatest sports show in Conroe, Nerd Thug Sports. <laughs> Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? This is Nerd Thug Sports. You're hanging out with Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That is me. Yay! Hey. All right. Um, we are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, also, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, also, check out NerdThugRadio.com. Uh, just a heads up. We are now selling our new shirt with all the little bobblehead guys versions of us. It's pretty exciting. Um, I think they're called cherub style, cherub chibi, whatever it is. Whatever it is, we uh, we look awesome. Uh, actually, I look amazing in that one. I look just fantastic. <laughs> you look particularly nice. I look uh, rather Thorish, if I say so myself. Um, before we get into it, let me go ahead and tell you guys about uh, Ferruja Mechanical. 
Uh, it's summer, and if there's one thing that's obvious in Texas is you're not going anywhere without air conditioning, especially not in this heat. So if uh, if your old system, if your old outdated system isn't keeping up, or you'd like to have it serviced for the summer, the trusted name to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding area since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, plan maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the plan maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. All of that for the low price of $179 for the first system and $129 for each additional system. So go ahead and give a call to 281-259-3367. 281-259-3367. That's Ferruja Mechanical. Call them at 281-259-3367 today. Okay. Um, man, it, it, it's getting hotter and hotter, too. Yeah. So, Houston is the most air-conditioned place on the planet, so... You know what? If someone told me that in, like, a statistical way, like, if they were like, oh, no, in fact, we go through more air-conditioning coolant than any... Like, I would... There'd be no doubt in my mind. Right. We are the most air-conditioned place... On the planet, are we? Is yeah. that like a is that a real thing? That's actually a real thing. Okay, that's uh, I believe it. I mean, yeah, because like I don't like being hot. No one does. No one does. And I it's mean, always hot here. I mean, I am hot, and I just deal with it. You know, I just, <laughs> I just deal with it. Like, you just deal with it. I just power through. Okay, like I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm just so hot. You're fine. I'm so hot. Um. Okay, so this is an interesting story, and um, it's sort of we've all I've always said that the draft is a weird gamble. Okay, yeah. um, sometimes you get a fantastic, wonderful player. Sometimes you get literally nothing. Yeah, the NFL draft is clearly guesswork, and even though there's a million scouts and they're looking over everything, sometimes it just happens. Okay, sometimes this ain't it, Chief. Here's the headline for this story, and I love the story. This is from Pro Football Talk, uh, but it's but it's been covered everywhere. Browns rookie who bluffed way into workout gets his chance. Nice. Uh, and so, keep in mind the Browns really don't need another wide receiver. No. Uh, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, they have their top two. They probably are set on their three and four guys, which means there might be two roster spots open between anywhere between you know, four and eight guys between your 75-man roster that comes to the camps and stuff. Uh, so you're offered so many people. It is. It really is. And so what happens is, okay, first-round draft picks are definitely making the team. Guys like Odell Beckham, they're not getting cut. Um, young, good players, they're already on the roster. So you, when you walk into a camp, you know how many positions are up for grabs, honestly. Right. Honestly. So like I was just saying there, the Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are their one and two receivers for, for the Browns. The Browns have some other guys on their roster that they like, so they probably, one through four, are set at wide receiver. Depending on how they build their 52-man roster, they're going to throw a lot, so they're probably going to want to keep six receivers. So there might be two spots up for grabs, and they're going to invite anywhere between four and eight rookies into camps to compete for these two spots. Um, this is one of those guys, though, and it's a really cool story. Uh, the Browns signed Damon Sheehy Giuseppe earlier this offseason. Uh, the important thing to note from his bio is that he went to something called Phoenix College and he's never been in a pro camp. Uh, the way he makes the team, though, is really impressive. He, he crashed a workout by pretending to know the Browns personnel man, Alonzo Highsmith. 
There you go. Uh, he beat. What do I always say, Nico? What's the what is the rule of Corey? Uh, confidence is king. You walk with purpose, and no one will question where you're going. And how long have I told you that? Forever. Forever. It has been my rule forever. I decided when I was, I noticed when I was like 15 or 16 that, like, people who are looking around and nervous and edgy, they're the ones everyone notices. Right. But if you're just walking through, going right to where you're supposed to be going, I call it the city of New York. Everyone in New York, no one's rude. They're just all going where they want to be. And so no one stops them and goes, what are you doing? No one, hey, where are you going? So this dude shows up. He found out that the Browns were hosting a workout in Florida. He didn't even live in Florida. He found out from a friend of a friend. That's how you know you've made it. Okay. So he finds out from a friend of a friend, and the friend doesn't even want to give him the information. And finally he's like, look, just give me the darn address. And I'll be there. <laughs> and don't worry about anything else. That's all I need. Oh, just give me the address. So he gets the address. Um, let me tell you a little bit about this guy first before we go into that. All uh, right. He hasn't even played organized football since his junior college stint ended in 2016. All right, it's a while ago. He traveled the country trying to get a college scholarship anywhere or a pro tryout. He didn't. He even paid for a chance to try out for the CFL only to find out he couldn't. He even tried out for the Arena Football League, didn't make it. No, think about that. Tried out for the Arena Football League. Didn't make it. So he bluffs his way to this tryout. They let him run. And, uh, apparently, uh, apparently, Archie Highsmith was there that day. Alonzo Highsmith was there. And so the bluff wasn't working. <laughs> but, but Alonzo Highsmith being there and kind of appreciating it said, why don't you go ahead and, and run and we'll see what's up. He ran a 4-3-6 40-yard dash. That really good. That's real fast. That's real fast. That that would made that would have made him one of the fastest wide receivers in this draft. Wow. Um, he real fast. He ran a. I'm sorry, a four point three eight. Real fast. Yeah, real fast. So they said, okay, that's you've got our attention. Um, because speed is the one thing you can't teach in the NFL. Right. So if you I can ha- teach you technique, I, I can't teach exactly. you how to go fast. <laughs> I can't teach you how to catch, and I can't teach you how to fly. But if you can do those two. I can I, I can teach you the rest. I can teach you footwork and hips and all of that. And then if you're just too dumb, I'll cut you. Right. Um. So they said, okay, I tell you what, come back next week, and we'll actually give you a real tryout. Because forty yard time was was that good. Right. He was so broke. He said, okay, no problem. He didn't want to be a mess for anybody. He didn't want to cause any trouble. So broke though, he had nowhere to go and nowhere to stay. He slept in his car for a week, and his mom was paying to deliver food to him once a day. Nice. For six days. He then shows up for the tryout and crushes it in, in returns, with kickoff and punt returns and all that, because of the speed and the elusiveness and all that. So they offer him a spot on the 90-man roster. There you go. Yeah. What a, what a wonderful story. So he Sometimes you just got to put yourself in there. Now, the it's not always going to work out, right? But and when it does, it's going to be real impressive. So this is this is what he had to say. Now they did say that as a 24 year old rookie, it's it's still really long odds that he'll make a team. But he is getting to go into camp, which means which is more than a lot of people can say, right? Even playing organized football. So here's the quote from him: No matter what opportunity I'm given, I want to become the greatest. If it's practice squad, I want to become the greatest practice squad player. So I feel like he's got the right mindset. Um. 
that's a, that's a really heartwarming and impressive story. I just like the idea that he's like, hey, you know what? Uh, Why not? It doesn't matter. Like, if you if I get in front of the right people, I'll do what I need to do to get it done. Right. If you get me in the room, I'll get the job. Um, I love it. Right. I love it. That's kind of what we did when we started. It is a little bit. <laughs> we're, we just started making a show, and then they were like, we just need to be heard by the right guy. And we, Lo and behold. Right. No, you're right. You're right. And it's weird to think about, but we went from literally internet radio on an iPhone to FM radio right now listening with you guys listening. Thank you very much. Um, and, it's, and it started out because we were trying to sell an ad to Lone Star Radio. Little did we know. Right. You know, uh, we just did Comic Palooza uh, last month, and, you know, you tell people where you come from and how it works, and it's just kind of funny because you could see on their faces, like, like, man, like, you could just see almost the wheels turning, like, what are the odds? And the reality is, man, the odds are what you make it. Right. Like, that guy's chances of being a professional uh, football player by not going to the Browns tryout were 0%. Correct. By going to the workout, he gave himself the best chance. It's what's the saying? It's like opportunity you you never you never make you, you never get the shot you don't take. Yeah, but also uh it's like cuz some some people are like, "Oh, it's luck. It's luck." And luck does play a part. But like luck is one part preparation and two parts, you know, opportunity or something like that. Right. Like you have to be ready. But you also have to be Yeah, you can get your lucky shot, but be completely unprepared and then <sighs> go nowhere. And, and then what? And right. then what? Like, if this guy had gone out there and just... Right. Now, I guess this is also important to remember, like, if he'd have been totally delusional. Right. This wouldn't be a cute story. This is, right. This is... Guy if, bluffs his way into practice only to waste people's time. <laughs> right. Like, if he goes out there and he runs a 5-5. Five five, right. And they're like, whoa, um, do you want to be, like, a lineman? Like, what? that doesn't work for us. Right. Like, but he had the talent and he believed in himself. And I think that that's, that's, that's really a, important. That's, a, that's definitely a two-part equation. You right. have to have both. You have to have the talent, but you also have to believe in yourself. And that is what sports is, though, right? Right. So, at its heart, that's the whole point of sports is to just be prepared and also to believe in yourself and when those opportunities come and even if they don't come you make the best of whatever's available um i think that that's a pretty good way to say that yeah or is that where we're at that's where we're at okay all right with all that being said thank you for listening to another edition of nerd thug sports uh, this has been the talented Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That is me. Uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Go to facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And make sure to check out all of our sponsors. Uh, the Adventure Begins, Verusia Mechanical, and Cox ATA. Uh, thank you, Conroe. Adios. <laughs>